Hello, and welcome to Field Notes, the weekly podcast of the Military Fellowship Center in Jacksonville, North Carolina, serving Marines stationed at Cap Lejeune and surrounding areas. Military Fellowship Center is a ministry of Military Evangelism Incorporated. Our speaker and host for the program is Dave Mason, the General Director of Military Evangelism and the Field Director at Jacksonville. Visit us on the web at militaryfellowshipministry.com or email us at militaryfellowshipctr at gmail.com. Now, here's Dave Mason. John chapter 5, and starting in verse 30, Jesus speaking still to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the religious leaders, after his healing of the man at the pool of Bethesda. He says, verse 30, I can of my own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just, because I seek not my own will, but the will of the Father which has sent me. If I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. There is another that bears witness of me, and I know that the witness which he witnesses of me is true. You sent unto John, and he bear witness unto the truth. But I receive not the testimony from man, but these things I say that you might be saved. He, John, he was a burning and a shining light, and you were willing for a season to rejoice in his light. But I have a greater witness than that of John. For the works which the Father hath given to me to finish, the same works that I do, bear witness of me, that the Father has sent me. And the Father himself which has sent me has borne witness of me. You have neither heard his voice at any time nor seen his shape. And you have not his word abiding in you, for whom he hath sent him you believe not. Search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. And they are they which testify of me. And you will not come to me that you might have life. I receive not honor from men, but I know you, that you have not the love of God in you. I am come in my Father's name, and you receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him you will receive. How can you believe which which receive honor of one another, and seek not the honor of that which comes from God only? Do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. There is one that accuses you. Even Moses, in whom you trust. For you had believed Moses. For had you believed Moses, you would have believed me. For he wrote of me. But if you believe not his writings, how shall you believe my words? Father, thank you for the day and this passage of Scripture. Help us to understand it in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus is finishing up his sermon to these religious Jews by proving who he is. By calling up four specific witnesses. Last time we talked about the four resurrections. Now we have four witnesses that Jesus pulls up in this sermon to say, this is who I am. Matthew eighteen sixteen. But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. So Jesus is going by his own standard, saying you have to have a few witnesses in order to prove something. You can't just take the word of one person. He says, don't just take my word. I have four people, I have four things that prove who I am. And there can be no doubt, when we look at these four things, that Jesus Christ is who he claimed to be. He proved it, and others witnessed of it. So, this week, let's take a look at some Bible proofs that Jesus Christ really is the Lord God. Verse 33, You sent unto John, and he bore witness of the truth. 
But I received not the testimony from man, but these things I say that you might be saved. He, John, was a burning and a shining light, and you were willing for a season to rejoice in his light. So Jesus is reminding them that they recognized that John the Baptist was a great man. Jesus said there was never a better man than John the Baptist. He was the best of all men ever born. And John witnessed that Jesus was the Christ. He says, you sent unto John, and he bared witness unto me, unto the truth. 1 John 1, 15, John chapter 1, verse 15, the Gospel of John chapter 1, verse 15, John bore witness of him, of Jesus, and cried, saying, This is he of whom I spoke. He that comes after me is preferred before me, because he was before me. In that first chapter of the Gospel of John, we looked at it weeks ago, when we first started this study. In John 1, 23, John the Baptist says, Jesus is Lord. In verses 29 and 36, he calls him the Lamb of God. In verse 34 of John chapter 1, he calls him the Son of God. And we know that from chapter 1, verse 24, the Pharisees were around because they were checking John out at this time. They were checking John out, and John is proclaiming who Jesus is way back then. In fact, Jesus used John's witness throughout his ministry right up to the very end of his ministry. In Matthew chapter 21, Verse 23, it says, when, Jesus, when he was coming to the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came unto him as he was teaching and said, By what authority doest thou these things? Who gave thee this authority? And Jesus answered and said unto them, I will also ask you one thing, which if you will tell me, I will and likewise tell you by what authority I do these things. So you're asking me by authority. I'm going to ask you a question. If you'll answer my question, I'll answer your question, okay? Here it is. The baptism of John, whence was it? Where did it come from? From heaven or from men? And it says, they reasoned within themselves, saying, Well, if we say from heaven, he'll say unto us, then why don't you believe him? But if we say of men, well, we fear the people, because they all hold John as a prophet. And they answered Jesus and says, Eh, we can't tell. And he said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. So Jesus used John as an example throughout his ministry. He says, John said, I'm who I say I am. And so again, Jesus puts himself above other men and states why he says what he says. He, he says, look, you receive not testimony from man, but these things I say that you might be saved. He's saying, I'm, I'm bigger than all of this. And he goes back to John again and says, John, he was a burning and a shining light. There were people... Throughout Judea, who saw John in his ministry, many, many people came to John the Baptist. And the Jews were rejoicing in John for a time. They said, here's an Old Testament prophet. Here's a, here's a guy like Isaiah. Here's a guy like Elijah. This guy has the power of God on his life. And they came out to him, and they were baptized. But John's demands for true repentance turned off the religious crowd. And no one lifted a finger to help John when he was arrested and killed by Herod. People want the excitement. They want the powerful thing. But when it gets personal, when it comes to saying, hey, you need to repent, that's when they turn away. And throughout the Bible, we see people following dynamic leaders from God. But many of them follow in shallow belief. They're just impressed by the miracles, impressed by the crowds. But they refuse in their hearts to obey the truth. Something we should ask ourselves. Why are we following? Is it because of the miracles? Is it because of the crowd? Or is there something greater? Is there a, is there a, 
a change in our hearts that forces us to obey the truth. Verse 36, Jesus says, but I have greater witness than that of John. He goes, John's a great witness to me, but I've got another one. i got a greater witness. The works which the Father has given me to finish, the same works that I do, bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. So he says, I've got the witness of John the Baptist, and I have the witness of my own works. You've seen what I've done. Even greater than John's witness, the miracles Jesus performed proved that he is God in the flesh. I mean, even Nicodemus, a Pharisee, in John chapter 3, verse 2, admitted that Jesus had to be from God because nobody could do the things he did except God was with him. And you've got to remember that the miracles report recorded in the book of John are written with a specific goal. John handpicked the miracles. He put it, John is, is, a, is a gospel unlike the other three. It's not, it's not like the other three. It records very different events. John handpicked the events. Uh, his gospel is non it's not like Matthew, Mark, and Luke. It doesn't record many of the same events. And he picked these events for a specific reason. In John chapter 20, verse 30, he says this, And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. So there was a lot of things that Jesus did. And you want to read about some of them, you can go read Matthew, Mark, and Luke. But I'm not writing about them in this book. Why? Verse 31. But these, these specific things I wrote, these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. And so the works of Jesus Christ were done so that men would see that he is the Son of God and, and come to a point of belief and have life through his name. So far in his ministry, we're in John chapter 5, so far in his ministry, Jesus has changed water into wine, he's cleansed the temple, he's healed a nobleman's son, he's uh, cast out a demoniac, uh, he's, he's healed Peter's mother-in-law, he's healed a leper, a paralytic, and the lame man at the pool. Later on, he's going to feed thousands with fish, with a couple fish and a few loaves of bread. He's going to raise a little girl from the dead, and he's going to raise Lazarus from the dead. He's going to calm the sea, walk on water, cast demons out of a man and into swine, restore sight to a blind man. He'll be transfigured. He'll curse a fig tree and make it wither. He'll cleanse the temple again, and he'll cause 500 soldiers to faint, fall backwards at his very word. Let me ask you a question. Does any of that prove to you that he's God? Jesus said it should. If you don't want to believe John, believe this. Believe these things that I have done. These things that, uh, that prove that I am who I say I am. Third, chapter 5, verse 37. And the Father himself which has sent me. The Father himself which has sent me. He hath borne witness of me. You have neither heard his voice at any time, nor seen his shape. And you have not his word abiding in him in you. For whom he has sent, you believe not. So Jesus says, I got John. I got the works that I do. Those are great witnesses of me. And the Father himself is a witness of me. The Father himself. This is a direct reference to Mark 1.11 and Matthew 3.17. There were Pharisees who were there when Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist. And no doubt they reported this. But the men Jesus was talking to did not believe that when he came up out of the water, the heavens opened, the Spirit descended like a dove, and an audible voice was heard that said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. They didn't believe. You see, the words of the Father are evidence. 
the Old Testament prophets foretelling the coming of Christ are evidence. But the Pharisees, they had the word. They had it before them. They memorized it. But they had it in their brains. They didn't have it in their hearts. And a lot of us today have seen the evidence that the Father has given. But we fail to take that into our hearts. We, we see what God has done, but we fail to appropriate it into our hearts. We have an intellectual faith, but not a heart faith. And in order for salvation to come, faith has to move from your head to your heart, 18 inches or so. It's like having a glass of water. You can have a glass of water on your on your table, and you can see that, and you go, hey, yep, that's a glass, that's water. And if I drink that, that'll quench my thirst. But if you don't drink it, that glass of water does you no good. It's the same thing with Jesus. You hear what the Father has said about him. You see the testimony the Father has of him. But if you do not drink, if you do not appropriate, if you do not take Jesus into your heart, he does you no good. Knowing all these things about Jesus, going to Bible college, taking correspondence courses, studying without appropriating it in your heart, without having an experience where God comes in and changes you, where you are, as Jesus said to Nicodemus, born again. All that knowledge does you no good. So we have John the Baptist. We have the works of Jesus Christ. We have the Father. And we have a fourth witness that Jesus points to. Verse 37. And the Father himself which has seen me hath borne witness of me. You neither have heard his voice at any time nor seen his shape. And you have not his word abiding in you for whom he hath sent you believe not. Verse 39. Search the scriptures. For in them you think you have eternal life. Uh, but, uh, fellas, those are they which testify of me. And you won't come to me that you might have life. Verse 42, I know you. I know that you have not the love of God in you. I've come in the Father's name and you receive me not. If another comes in his own name, you'll receive him. So how can you believe? You who receive honor from one another, but seek not the honor that comes from God only. And he says, I'm going to stop you right here because I know exactly what you're going to say. You're going to say, well, we're the children of Moses. Well, I'm not going to accuse you because there's someone else who accused you. Moses himself is accusing you before the Father right now. Because if you would have believed Moses, you would have believed me because he wrote about me, Jesus said. So if you don't believe his writings, how are you going to believe my words? So you don't even believe the scriptures. You say you do, but you don't. Sounds like a lot of people today. See, Jesus isn't giving a command here to search the scriptures. He's making a statement of fact. Go ahead, keep searching the scriptures, because in them you think you know how to have eternal life, but they're testifying of me, and you're rejecting me. So it's doing you no good. Ladies and gentlemen, reading the word of God without letting it generate faith in your heart is like taking the blade off your lawnmower, starting it, and pushing it all over your yard. Sure, you're going to get a workout, but you're not going to cut the grass. Nothing gets accomplished. And so reading your word of God and not letting it generate faith in your heart and not acting on faith, not taking a risk, not taking a chance for Jesus once in a while, not stepping out and believing, okay, God, you call me into this relationship with you and you've asked me to share my faith with other people. If you're not willing to do that sort of stuff, you're pushing a lawnmower without a blade around your yard. You're not getting a thing done. You're not accomplishing anything. The Pharisees and the scribes, they knew how many letters were in the text. They knew it so well. But they missed the point, the spiritual truth of the Word of God. Psalm 119, verse 130. The entrance of thy words giveth light. 
it giveth understanding unto the simple. The entrance of your words gives light. It gives understanding even to the simple. Here was the problem for the Pharisees. They weren't the simple. They were enamored of their own intellect. They loved how smart they were. And we're in trouble when we get that way. You see, the Pharisees, they wanted public applause more than they wanted the approval of God. So here's the question for you. Why do you serve God? Do you serve God for His approval or for the approval of others? You see, they would rather follow other men, just not Jesus. Jesus said, if somebody comes in his own name, you're going to receive him, but you're not going to receive me. Why? Because I'm the truth. You see, I have found something out in nearly 20 years of ministry. I have found that nothing offends people better than the truth. That's why I tire of this whole culture we're in today where people are offended by everything. I'm offended by that. I need a safe space. I need... No, 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 no. Here's the thing, folks. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. If the truth is Jesus Christ, he'll make you free. He'll make you free from being offended. Because the psalmist says, Great faith have they that trust in your word, and in nothing shall they be offended. Nobody gets offended by anything but the truth. That's plain and simple. You can lie about me all you want. I'm not offended. I think you're crazy. I'm, I'm hurt, maybe, but I'm not offended. I'm not personally offended if you lie about me. Say what you want about me. Talk about one of my personal faults, though. I guarantee you I'll get offended because we all have faults. I have faults. You have faults. Talk about something that, 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 that is real about me, about one of my shortcomings. I will get offended because it's the truth. But if I'm in the Word and I know the Word and I'm loving the Word, my level of offense is lowered greatly. I'm not nearly as offended by things that happen in this world because I'm in the world. I'm in the Word See, there's something convicting about Jesus Christ that makes men pull back, scared, because they don't want to face who they really are. Now, a false prophet, Jesus says, you'll receive other men. <laughs> false prophet, men will follow them because there's no convicting influence. Because a false prophet, what does he do? He gives you a list of rules. He says, all right, you say these prayers, you give this amount of money, you walk this way, you kneel this time of day, you face this direction, you do these, this, and this, and this, and you're okay with God. There's no conviction there. It's like, okay, so if I do these things, then I can go off and do whatever I want later on, and I'm, not, I'm okay. But when you follow Jesus, you come to the realization, folks, that God is with you 24-7. He's always around. He's always here. See, these men... They were trusting in the word of Moses. They were taking the word of God and twisting it and making an idol out of the word of God, uh, out of of their study of the word of God. Not the word of God, but they were making an idol out of the study of the word of God. And Jesus says, I'm not going to condemn you. I don't have to condemn you. You're condemned by the very man you think you're following. Moses himself is condemning you. I think Jesus is trying to make them think about Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15. The Lord thy God, these are the words of Moses. The Lord thy God will rise up to you a prophet from the midst of thee, of thy brethren, like unto me. Unto him you shall hearken, according to all that thou desirest of the Lord thy God and Horeb in the day of the assembly, saying, Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, neither let me see this great fire anymore, that I die not. And the Lord said unto me, 
They have well spoken that which they have spoken. I will raise him up a prophet from among their brethren, like unto thee. I'll put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak unto them all that I shall command him. And that shall come to pass that whosoever will not hearken unto my words, which he shall speak in my name, I'll require it of him. I'll require his life of him. God says, you know what, Moses, the people weren't listening to you. It's okay, because I'm going to raise up somebody greater than you, my own son. I'm going to put him in the midst of the people. I'm going to have him born of the people, and they're not going to listen to him either. And if they won't listen to his words that I give to him, I'm going to require the life of them. You see, these men, they claimed to be Moses' disciples, but they refused to believe what he wrote. And there are many, many, many witnesses, proofs, and facts that show that Jesus Christ of Nazareth is the one and only Christ, the Son of the living God. Yet despite this, men want to believe the way they want to believe, without any convicting from God, creating their own righteousness. So my question for you this week, and I finish, do you accept the witness that show Jesus as the Christ? Do you accept What John the Baptist said, the works of Jesus Christ, the Father, and the scriptures that show Jesus is the Christ. If you haven't, you need to do that now. And Christian, if you have the Holy Scriptures, have you allowed them to sink deep into your heart? Are you changed by what the Word of God says? Thanks for listening to me this week. Make sure you tune in each week to Field Notes. Go to iTunes, leave us a rating. Help us to get, we've gotten ratings already. We're appreciative of that. And that just gets us further and further up the line so that more and more people can hear us each and every week. I am so grateful and thankful for the opportunity to do this podcast. And I pray for you often. Pray for us as we continue to reach our Marines with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Until next time, I'm Dave Mason. God bless you. Thank you for joining us for Field Notes. If you have been blessed by the preaching and teaching you have heard, consider visiting our website at militaryfellowshipministry.com and click the Donate button. Any amount will be a great help to us as we continue to reach our men and women in the military with the gospel. Join us next week as we continue our study of God's Word. God bless you.